Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, I'm so glad you could join me for this episode of the Real Kathy Lee. It's kind of a different episode. First of all, I missed my first week ever of this podcast. I've been podcasting for almost a year, and last week I ended up going down to Florida having to speak at a conference to owners and directors and just couldn't pull it off. I, I couldn't do it all. And then this week, had every great intention of getting this recorded yesterday, went home, kids were at their hybrid school, and I thought, you know, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about schedules and this kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. And then the phone rang, and it was a call that I needed to get to New York because I had a son who was being transferred to a different hospital. He was super sick, and I needed to get on a plane. And boy, when that happens, everything stops. It just does. And so I did just that. I got on Delta. I found a plane um, that was leaving within two and a half hours of me booking it, so I drove the hour down to the airport and booked at 1230 and was on a plane by 237 heading to New York. And here I am today, I'm sitting in a parking lot, it's freezing cold in Albany, New York. I've just sent my son back off to Bennington to college. The last 24 hours, uh, he's been, he's better now. Long story, but um, it was an abscess nearest tonsils. You don't want to hear about that gross, but they were able to get it moving and um, get it out and heavy antibiotics and stuff and he was so much better today and ready to go back to school and I'm headed can't wait to head back to Atlanta not to leave him but I am not meant for cold weather oh my goodness how do you guys live here so far away in the north and it's so cold it's 20 degrees sitting in my car right now but it was reminded as all this went down that we need each other we we need each other and we need people to rally around us and we can't do it all and I know I say that all the time that no mom can do it all and if you see this mom who's posting on Facebook or on Instagram or Snapchat and everything is perfect the kids are perfectly dressed she is perfect or you'll see a glimpse of her house and it's perfect you know it looks like Joanna Gaines has just been by to decorate it and something isn't perfect I'm here to tell you There's no one person who can do it all, and we do need each other. And what does your tribe look like, and who do you need, and who do you allow to help you? And yesterday, as soon as I posted on social media that I was heading to New York, very few people, I just finished working out with a friend, had gone home, she had no idea, but the phone started blowing up. Texts were coming in left and right from my tribe saying, what do you need me to do? Do you need me to go get kids? How can I help? My husband had just landed from a business trip himself, and he had other plans, but he's like, forget that. Let me go get the kids. Um, we had an appointment this morning that I was supposed to go with a kid to. He did that. It takes it takes a lot of people sometimes just to jump in, and, and I think we're often too scared to ask for help. We're too scared as homeschool moms to say, you know what? I can't do it all. I need a math tutor, or I need to not make dinner tonight, or I don't have a perfect schedule. My friend Carrie, who you heard from just last week, said, hey, what does a typical day look like? What's a good day look like for you, and do you ever lose your junk? And you know what? I do. I lose my junk. I... 
some days we get our schoolwork done in time and as planned, and other t- days and other weeks, it all falls apart. And sometimes I get my podcast out to you guys in time, and last week I blew it off, not intentionally, it just kind of happened that way. And then this week I almost lost it, but I decided, you know what, instead of um, getting to the airport a little early, I'm going to sit in this parking lot and I'm just going to ramble for a little bit about moms and how tough it is and how we always are questioning ourselves. I see a mom in Whole Foods, she's looking at formulas and trying to figure out what to do with her kid. And I'm even trying to figure out what to do with my adult son who's sick and what do I give him? Do I give him immune booster? Do I, I can't bring him elderberry syrup. What do I do? We don't know it all. And so much of what we do as moms is we are making decisions every day and they might be the very right decision and they might be the very wrong decision. But these kids were given to us and these decisions were given to us to make. And so I think you just have to go with your gut day to day If it's a bad school day, you've got to trust, can I just blow it off today? Can we do something else? Can we hit a reset? Do I need to be out there helping my tribe? Does my tribe, do I need to rally them around me? Maybe you're in a deep depression right now. It's now February. Your New Year's resolutions have already kind of been blown apart. You're frustrated. You're depressed. You're cold. Your kids aren't wanting to do school. How can you hit reset? Do you even need to be homeschooling? I don't know. Life just isn't perfect, you guys. And and it does seem that when I think everything is going smoothly, something kind of jars my life and things go awry for a short term to, to short time to remind me that I am not superwoman, remind me that I can't do it all, remind me that I can make great plans, whether it's my school day or with my business or with anything. And life happens, and we have to be ready to jump and go with it and be flexible and call on the tribe if we need to and be the one that's ready to jump in with the tribe if we need to. So anyway, I just want to start by just encouraging you in that. So we're going to take a break, and we come back. We will talk schedules for a few minutes. We'll talk about what does a school day look like? What does it look like when your kids don't want to participate in something? And how do we keep it all together? I don't know if we can. I'll be right back. Are you heading out on the road this year to a homeschool conference? I hope that you are, and I hope you will check out the Homegrown Preschooler, and you will see Leslie and myself. We will be in Texas, and we will be in Greenville, South Carolina, Cincinnati, Ohio. We'll be out in California. We'll be in St. Louis. We'll be in Virginia, and we will be in Arizona. Lots of opportunities to see us speak, to hear about a year of playing skillfully, and our new summer curriculum that's coming out this this year. And in addition, we have a planner. We're so excited about that. So check out the homegrownpreschooler.com. And if you do attend a homeschool conference, ask and see if we're going to be speakers. Hope to see you there. Okay, we're back. So sitting in this parking lot, watching people go by, watching the day go on before I head back to Atlanta. And I thought I would answer a couple questions that have come up on social media that I said I would address on the podcast this week. So the first one is, what do you do when your kids aren't interested in an activity? If you have young ones and you've spent all this time playing, you know, preparing something and they just aren't into it, what do you do? Well, I would say, see if they want to adjust it. Like ask questions, say, oh, what do you think we could add to it? Do you think we should do something differently with this and see if you can get their attention? The other thing is to find something they are interested in and add it in. For example, if you're doing like an art project and they're painting and they're so not into whatever, you know, 
media you're using or they're not interested in the utensil, try and change that up. Maybe they love cars. Well, maybe they could paint with cars, some of their cars, instead of painting with the paintbrush. Maybe they would be into that more. Maybe they love marbles. They would love marble painting and rolling around their marbles in a box and making a beautiful design that way. So you have to think outside the box. You have to remember that we often try and get our brains to work exactly the same as our kids, and it's just not going to happen. Often they are tired of what we're doing. They are not interested in that. And so it is so key to follow their lead as far as interest and try and say, okay, what is my kid into? Let me plan stuff around that and center stuff around that. And I think even like in their writing, if you're starting to do pre-writing with them and telling stories, make sure they're telling stories about things they're interested in, not just stuff that you're interested in. So you have to just go with the flow. And I hate to say that. That sounds crazy. But you're like, what? I planned this whole activity. They're not into it. Yeah, they just might not be into it. Has anybody ever planned a fun evening for you or a date night for you? And you're just not that into it because you and you and your, you and your, mind, and your mind wanted to do something else? It's the same for our kids. And so we have to be flexible enough to adjust the plan and invite them to adjust the plan. And often they can take those same materials and create something far better than what we had planned anyway. Don't fret it and then reintroduce it. If you know, just put the stuff away, bring it back out a few weeks later. They might have a totally different feel about the activity that you present to them on a different day. I mean, children get in bad moods, their tummies don't feel well, they're just ornery. I mean, you just don't know what it is. So, dare to bring it out more than once so that they could try it again. And then, lastly, I would just say that um, move it outside. Sometimes the activities that you present to children inside are more interesting outside. So try and move it outside. Definitely not if you live up here in New York where I am right now, freezing. Um, You wouldn't want to do that. But when your summers are lovely and we're burning down south, then maybe you would want to do that activity outside and see if that changes their attitude. Often it will, for sure. So the other question that has come up recently is, what is a typical school day or good school day? When my kids were little, what did that look like for our family? And again, I think this is something we can't say enough. And I know Leslie and I both say this. Your family is your family. God gave you those children and that personality of you and them. And so it's going to look different than what I'm doing at my house. I'm a more of a morning person, so I like to get up and get going. But some of you are midday people or you're evening people, and so you have a slower start. It, it, that's okay, too. I do think the thing that helps the most is consistency. And honestly, it's not my gift. I am way too much of a free spirit. Some days I just don't feel like doing it that way, so I change it up. Or the house is too quiet and the kids are sleeping in, and I don't want to wake them. Now, when they were younger, they definitely didn't sleep in. So when they were younger, we would get up and we would have our breakfast and while they were finishing breakfast is when I would decide, you know, what activities for the young ones are we going to set out for the day? And I think most of us are okay with that. I think where the real trouble comes in is when we have several kids of very different age groups. And we've got to teach like an elementary kid how to read and uh, work on a project. And then we've got a little preschooler on our hip. And then we have a baby crying to be fed. It's how do you keep all those plates spinning without dropping? Here's the thing. Often you can't. 
You really just can't. It's the baby on your lap while you're nursing or feeding the baby while you're reading to the toddler, while your you know, seven-year-old is next to you trying to practice her handwriting. It is a little um, uncomfortable. It's a little chaotic. It is. Now, as they get older, it smooths out. But for a while, your day really is just juggling in between naps, in between feedings, and just trying to teach when you can as you go. And I think that is the key to homeschooling is as you go, especially especially in those younger years, remembering they don't have to accomplish so many of the rigid kind of classes. Work on the basics. Keep it simple. It doesn't take as much time as you think and be done with it and then move on to something else that is more fun but is also educational. For example, outside, taking nature walks. I like to do that stuff in the afternoon when we were tired. Our brains tend to work better in the morning and then by the afternoon they were ready to go and play. And so we would go and play together and we would still make that learning, ask a lot of questions, come back and paint based on that. But often when I found my kids, um, when my kids were little, they just wanted to do more of that open-ended creative stuff because that's all they knew. Now, now that they're older, we fight against devices and, you know, video games and all those things now much more than we did when they were little. When they were little, it was house full of blocks here and painting over here and Polly Pockets over there. And all of that was in the afternoon. Okay. Now I might have some of that out when I had older kids and really young kids. I would have some of the younger stuff set up but I would allow them to leave that out for the afternoon, too. And then they would all mix in and play that together. So that was, that was when they were younger. Now, as they've gotten older, they really do function more like college students. The kids do their schoolwork at different times. Um, Henry is not a morning person, so he will sleep in. And this week, he's been fabulous. He's gotten his schoolwork done. He's gone in his room. He set it up on his desk. And he has done it himself. That's not usually the case. Usually, he's in the kitchen with me. I'm having to encourage him to get it done. Sarah goes back and forth. The older three, they work on their own. They work sometimes with friends. They sometimes work together. So there really is no one perfect way. For me, I want them to develop habits where they can make it in a college class. They know how to take notes. They know how what is expected of them from their teacher. And they know how to produce the necessary um, requirements to pass the class. I think some of it is personality. Some kids naturally get that better. Some kids, you really have to teach that. And so be diligent about that and trying to figure out, you know, do they have that concept? I do like the hybrid situation for us now because the children are responsible to another teacher. They just go twice a week. And I re- for us, that works well. That might not work well for you, and that's okay too. I think the thing with schedules is, You know, some of you might be schedule people. You might do better with times. Some of you might do better with just routines. But I do think it's important to have something, some expectations for yourself and some expectations for your kids. So hopefully those two things will help you to have that. So anyway, I'm going to make this a short podcast this week. I know first half we talked a lot about your tribe. So let me go back to that. Who are the people you can count on in those moments when the phone calls happen? Do you have a handful of women? four or five. You don't need a lot. You don't need a village, but you do need a tribe. And you do need some women that you can count on that you can call and say, hey, you know what? I'm leaving town right now. Can you grab a Chick-fil-A and run it over to my family? Or can you order Domino's for them and I'll cover you when I get back? Somebody that you can really say, hey, can you go pick up my kids at school and let them know what's going on? 
I'm so thankful I have that tribe. It's taken me quite a few years to really narrow down who are those women who have my back all the time, who know I'm imperfect, love me anyway, encourage me in my imperfections. So find those people. Pray that you will. Hope you have a great week. Next week, we're going to have some moms on that talk about what do we do when our kids are grown up, but not quite grown up. How do we handle that in mothering? I hope you have an amazing week. And wherever you are, it is warm and sunny and full of laughter. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.